Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vero, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. Welcome to episode 15 of the Level Up Latina podcast. This week, we are discussing the aftermath of broken relationships, romantic or not. So this one is oh, a juicy one, ladies. It's a juicy one. Well, it can be juicy. Can it be. can be juicy. We've all been there. Good ones, bad ones, crazy ones. Do we really want to get into it? Let's do it. Let's, Let's do it. I don't, I don't think they want to hear us talk about this. <laughs> I think we've been there more than once, uh, many of us. Uh, plenty. A hand, more than a handful of us have been there more than once. Each time it seems like the breakup feels worse. Like, it's always something different going from, well, someone needs to leave because they're going to travel. You know, they're going to, they right. need to go away for work or you're just in different places. You know, when you're in college, relationships are a little bit different. You know, you have different, mm -hmm. it's, you're young. um, you're too young. Yeah, exactly. And then when you start growing up, it's, it becomes a lot more where you're putting your emotional self out there, uh, yep. without walls. Then it becomes one of those things where, your partner either, in my experience, it was cheating, but it could be mm -hmm. something where it's instead of it being an open communication between two adults, it becomes a game thinking mm -hmm. of whether you're tripping out if you're imagining things because things are not said between the two people. It becomes a guessing game mm -hmm. some, sometimes. It depends also, obviously, what kind of relationship this was. Right now we're talking about a romantic relationship. And for me, I know what I've learned from my past relationships have been that, well, I haven't had many, first of all. I know mm -hmm. I have dated. I did the fun stuff in college. And I really didn't have a lot of boyfriends. People you we date. We need an episode for all of Vettel's fun stuff in college. Girl. We should do one whole episode. We'll have to extend Vettel's fun it. stuff. It'll have to be, no, have to be from stuff. 30 minutes to 60 minutes. It's going to be a twofer. <laughs> because Vettel's fun stuff is a lot more exciting than the aftermath of broken relationships. Jesus. I just, I just knew that in college, I did not. I did like a lot of people. I, I had feelings for, for other people. However, I knew that being in a committed relationship was not what I wanted to be in at the time mm -hmm. or just having a boyfriend. It, it seems great. And I had friends that had boyfriends and they seemed happy and things were working out. And some of them did not. I yeah. felt they were missing out on a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be that person. So mm -hmm. for me, it was, it was a choice and you act. You, the way you behave dictates that, right? So if I knew I didn't want it, I knew who to kind of talk to. That also had was aligned those along those lines and believed in the same thing that I did regarding relationships. In my case, I've been in what, three serious relationships, but out of my serious relationships, one was more of a I don't think I don't think this is where I want to be. I love this mm -hmm. person. I'm just we were ready to get married. Uh, we were committed to each other in that way. But one day I walked in and I just realized this is not the person for me. Mm -hmm. I love this mm -hmm. person. They're they're a great person. They're an amazing individual. I have love for them, but they're not the person that I'm in love with for the rest of my life. This is not the man of my life. Therefore, we ended the relationship. I soon got into a, another relationship that lasted about three and a half years. 
that one I was like, this is the How guy. How was the aftermath? How was the aftermath of going from a relationship where you oh, thought you were going to marry somebody and then realizing, wait a minute, I don't want to marry this person. That has to be like a crazy moment in your life at all. What was that like to go from It one was very crazy. It was very crazy where you end up disappointing a lot of people. Wow. And in this mm-hmm. case, it was my family, my parents. My dad especially was always telling us, I only have one older sister and she got married young, got married at 18, had her first daughter by the time she was 19, 20. My niece is now 24 years old. Then it was my brother and then it was me. So at this point, my dad would always say, Veronica, kind of like hopeful of you will get married. <laughs> I, I hope that one day te cases, you know, no seas quedada. Mm-hmm. Cásense pobremente, pero cásense. Me decía a mí y otra prima, Aww, porque las dos sí. éramos igual de solteronas, ¿no? Pero yo no mm-hmm. estaba, I didn't feel that rush. Like, I didn't feel like I had to rush. In the case of my relationship mm-hmm. with my ex-fiance, I felt as if, you know what, this is the next thing that feels right. I have a mm-hmm. decent job. I We have a home together now, which was one of the mm-hmm. reasons that once we were engaged, we got the house together. And it was my way of showing my commitment. Because remember, I mentioned before, I didn't believe in moving in together all that. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I had to talk to my parents, first of all, to tell them I'm moving in with this person to show my mm-hmm. level of commitment for them. We are going to get married. See the ring. There's this commitment. Yeah. We're going to get married. But within that year of us living together, I just realized it wasn't for me. So I, I disappointed a lot of people. I know I hurt him, I'm sure, because he envisioned us being married. His family, his parents, my parents, my nieces. My nieces were heavily involved in our relationship. You know, you have I have a small family, so we're very tight-knit. Mm-hmm. The aftermath of that case, I felt terrible. I felt very guilty about it. But at the same time, it was more of a, look, this this is what I felt. I couldn't do this to myself, proceeding, mm-hmm. moving on, moving forward with someone that I, I was going to lie to later. I mean, why get married just because everyone else is expecting it? Right. So I didn't want to deal, not deal, but I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to be the person that go, moves forward with getting married. And then a year or two down the line decides we're getting, we're, we're getting a divorce. And then we have children involved. Who knows? I want it. We wanted to have kids. So I did not want to be that person. So the aftermath was I felt I had a lot of guilt. I felt like maybe I could have done something different. Maybe I could have just tried a little harder. But I just knew in my heart and deep down inside of my gut that it wasn't for me. At the end of the day, you feel, what could I have done differently in that relationship with that one that ended up with my ex-fiance and then the one that ended with my ex-boyfriend where he cheated? You would end up playing this in a sense for me. It felt like I was playing this blame game. What did I do? Was it him? He Looking at what could each mm-hmm. of us could have done differently. Yeah. But really, the only thing you have control over is you. We cannot control other people. Can't control his actions. He is his That's own right. person. I don't own him. And I can't take responsibility for his actions. Therefore, I did feel, what could I have done? Was I not good enough? Was, was it me, me, me? It wasn't me. After we had a conversation, him and I, he was just in a place where he's like, I wanted to explore. I wanted something else. But he couldn't communicate that to me. So instead of yeah. telling me that and hurting me that way, he decided to self-sabotage himself from this relationship and cheat and fi- have me find out. Now, did I want to blame him for things? Did I want to blame myself? Yes. But then the only thing I could do is take responsibility for myself in that relationship. What could I have done differently? What will I do differently in another relationship? And that's when I re- realized that communication is key, that I will communicate with my partner no matter what, and just be completely open. Like, hey, this is how I'm feeling and, and communicate that. Am, am I wrong for feeling this way? Help me understand learned a lot from those relationships and the aftermath has been terrible heartbreak it's been a lot of guilt it's been 
oh my goodness, those relationships have prepared me to where I'm at today. I don't think I could have had the community. I didn't have the communication before with my first relationship with my ex-fiance. I would just let things go. Let it go. Mm -hmm. I don't want to deal with it. I already had a long mm -hmm. day at work, dude. If it's just you having your feet on the couch, whatever, let it go. But now I've learned to talk about it. If something does bother you or you don't like the way certain things are, say it, mention it, have that communication. Because at the end of the day, if those little things will build up and they will, they will start nagging at you and then you yep. become the nagger with that person and then the relationship is not fun. So at the end of the day, I've learned a lot from it, a lot of pain, a lot of crying for sure, a lot of growth. And I'm very thankful for it because now with my current partner, we have a great relationship. We communicate. We're open with one another. Hey, I'm feeling this way. Mm -hmm. Can mm -hmm. you explain to me? I'm feeling this vibe from you. Am I right? Am I wrong? Help me understand. And things like this, I would not have done before. And I wanted to work out. So I do my best, put myself out there and share how I feel and have them understand. I'm very glad it's working out. And it's really made me a stronger person, a stronger partner, a stronger girlfriend, definitely a stronger mom. I have oh, stories yeah. for Galilea, you know, <laughs> she's yes, for older. Because sure. I've always yeah. believed that I know you get your heart broken, but the next person that comes along, you shouldn't hold it against them. You should love, let it, mm -hmm. let it be. Love, don't, mm -hmm. don't put that on them. I mean, sometimes we can't help it because we're trying to protect ourselves. By putting up those walls, we sometimes don't allow for that relationship to grow and mm -hmm. it ends up ending as well. Love the same. I've always worn my emotions and my feelings on my sleeves and my, and I'm just, I go all out. My mom's like, te encanta que te rompan el corazón. I'm like, no, mom, no, that's just, no, it's, it's just that, that. That's, that's, you have yeah. to go in with your all. If not, then what's the point? Yeah. What's so, the that's point? Great advice, that's great. Exactly. So many people, so many people go into relationship making the new person pay for what another relationship yeah. did when it's completely a new person. It's a clean slate. So I've seen yeah. that a lot in different relationships where people come in really guarded. And unfortunately, that guard is up because of someone else and another time in your mm -hmm. life. And Dynamics mm -hmm. are so different. It's really unfair to make the new person pay for what the old person yeah. and you were not able to do together and rise to the occasion to do together. I really can relate to your point, Vettel, about ending the relationship in the aftermath where you felt a lot of guilt. I only had two serious relationships myself in my whole life. Super serial monogamous over here. So I've always had a <laughs> long-term boyfriend. So I was the one that did have the boyfriend in college, but it was a very yeah. flexible relationship. <laughs> but the point is that breaking up with that person, I just like you better, like I realized one day this person isn't for me. You know, we've grown apart. We've been together since we were kids. And I knew that I had to end that relationship. But a lot of me was staying in the relationship because, again, I was mm -hmm. going through the steps, like mm -hmm. you said, Vettel, going through the steps of this is next and this is next and this is next. But also, I was so in love with this person's family. They felt like my family. Oh, my goodness. They felt like yes. they, those were my parents. So, those were my sisters, his sisters. Those, I mean, I was so close to that family that I, I grappled so much with the guilt. Am I really going to stay in a relationship because I want to keep the family? Because of the family. Knowing yes. that I'm going to be with this man who was a great yes. man. Great, a great man. I just knew we had fundamental differences in certain things in life. And I thought to sacrifice having the relationship that I think is most ideal because of that guilt, because I didn't want to lose mm -hmm. being in his family. And I, I remember being so brokenhearted. If we're talking about aftermath, like I would cry because I missed my previous suegra, sister-in-law, brother-in-law. I mean, they weren't because we weren't married, but that was my family. And I right. remember feeling like I missed them so much. It was so hard. Breakups are so yeah. hard because suddenly you, you have to break up with friends. I had to break up with friends when I had to break mm -hmm. up with friends. I know that must have been rough. Didn't, that's, that's super rough. It's like suddenly it's 
you don't mean to, but you're choosing sides. And I was his friend originally. This was my friend originally, different friends and having to pick a side there. But the aftermath is so scary. But just like you, Vettel, I knew it was the right choice. I had to power through. Power through it, man. Yeah. Also, Irene, I think you were dating this person like, you know, when you were coming of age, you know, that was like a key point in your life where you're learning all these things and, you know, growing as a woman. So that Mm -hmm. must have been really hard. Yes. Um, We changed so much, right? Yeah. Right. Right. But it's also hard to like the aftermath is like that security blanket, right? Because the relationship, when it's not a bad relationship, I think that and I have that in common. We weren't in like great relationships, so we weren't in bad relationships. So deep down, you're thinking, well, this person's good. They don't cheat on me. They respect me. They're good people, good family. Mm -hmm. They make me feel Mm -hmm. good. This person made me feel loved. But I just knew there was that next level because you do come to age, like you said, says he. Yeah. I was in college. I was traveling. I was learning. I was growing. I was, I was changing so much at this rapid pace that when I look back that the relationship didn't meet my needs anymore, but it is scary to say that to yourself. It's so scary to, you know, rip off that bandaid and move on, even though you're yeah. Because you're like, how am I, how am I going to do this how now? How yeah. do I do it? Yeah. It's so rough. And especially yeah. when it, like you said, Irene, especially if it's one of those where it's not a bad relationship, mm-hmm. then what do you do? But anyway, mm-hmm. you have to move forward. <laughs> you have so to safe. move forward. That's and so then safe. there's toxic relationships. So that can be platonic, that can be romantic, but there are just some people that you just know. So I didn't have that in my first relationship. He wasn't toxic. I wasn't toxic. But there have been friends that I have been in the aftermath of friends that I just had to say, this is not a good friend. And I just have to move on. And those are other sort of long term relationships that are so Mm -hmm. hard to walk away from. Yeah, because friends friends think that you're going to have to keep them forever. Yes. Oh, my God, girl. You know, no, I can say whatever I want, do whatever I want, because my friend will not break up with. No. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. (laughs) Watch me. You should. Your family. I read the coolest thing today, and I love that I read it today because we were talking about this today. But someone said, I am not afraid to uncouple you, unfollow you, uncousin you. It said, uncousin you. Uncoworker you. It was so funny. funny. All the levels. Unfriend, unfollow, unfamily, uncousin, uncoworker. This person basically said, if you're toxic, you're out. And I thought, wow, that's, that's some backbone. Because you're mm-hmm. not going to cut the whole world out of your life. No. We're all going to make mistakes. But no. if people, you've outgrown relationships and people, and it might hurt. It hurts like any broken relationship. It hurts. But things go sour. You have to move forward. I was going to say, yeah. if you're that person, it's like, I'm going to unfriend, unfollow, uncousin, unfamily. Like sometimes it's like, <laughs> oh man, that's a lot of, a lot of unning. Uh, maybe it's you. Yeah. I, I don't yeah, know. I don't know. I'm just saying, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> we have to look it's, at ourselves that's crazy. too. <laughs> if you don't that's have crazy. any 20-year-old friendships like this one, maybe you're the problem, right? Like Maybe oh you're the God, problem. Maybe. Years. Maybe. Uh, you know what? Yeah, there's no now aftermath that you, here. Yeah, no, now that you mentioned, like, kind of moving to the, like, the non-romantic friendships, I think I've been very lucky in that I I don't think I've had any toxic like, relationships with, like, girlfriends. Good I've been you. very lucky having friends that are loyal, that I'm loyal back to. I, and I, the friends that I, you know, grew apart from were because of distance, like physical distance. Mm-hmm. My friends yep. from high school, for example, you know, I moved away. I still keep in touch with them here and there. I don't hang out with them, but I, when I see them, things are still good and we talk back, nothing has changed. 
I think it's different from my friends from college because with you guys, we lived together, we grew up together, and we yep. experienced so much together. So I think those relationships that I established 20 years ago in college are stronger. Doing Level Up Latina together and our close-knit friends, like Lisette, Ara, we may not talk to them every day, Evelyn, but when we do talk, it's like nothing's changed. And those are like it's the, the meaningful friendships that I've had and that I cherish, you know, every day, just that I have. And I'm so lucky. I've made new friends here in San Francisco, my twin mom friends. And, you know, that's those are friends that you make as you grow older, but not the same as like the college friendships that we made 20 years ago. And I hope for everybody listening that you have friends like that, that you have enough yeah. friends that when some relationships go sour, you know, the friends that are your day ones, as they say now, that right. you can turn to, day that one. you can go to. Because not all relationships are meant to last the test of time. And then there are those that are. If you find that, wow, I don't really have those relationships, then that's the moment where you have to put yourself out there. Yes. You have to really start making friends if you're not the type of personality that wants to make friends because it's just not in you to put yourself out there. It can be very lonely. And so that can lead to other issues. Unless you like mm -hmm. the lonesome life, I get it. But if you've <laughs> been through a bad breakup, for instance, and you're in the, if you're in the aftermath of a bad breakup, because this is the topic, and you look around after a romantic relationship and you see that all your friends have bounced. Maybe that's you. Maybe that's them. <laughs> but that's a good way to get distracted yeah. in the aftermath. My tip of the day is when you're in that slump after a breakup, I really hope you have friends to count on and rely on to really focus on those relationships that maybe you've been neglecting or maybe you just nothing changed there, but lean on them heavily. Or if mm -hmm. you find, oh my goodness, I completely left my friends and moved forward with this relationship because a lot of women do that. Women pour themselves into men and not always do they maintain their female relationships this true. is a chance yes. this is yeah. a positive yes. to the aftermath it's the true. positive to the aftermath is go pour yourself back into people maybe you have to humble yourself maybe you have to be honest or maybe you have to put yourself out there and start making your yeah. friends as hard as they may be join a book club Sissy was talking about her mommy book club in an unrelated conversation join a gym i mean really in that slump my tip of the day is in the aftermath of a bad broken relationship Instead of wallowing in the sadness and in the guilt, which we've all experienced, we said we both felt that a lot in our relationships that sort of tanked, go do something positive and productive. It's so hard, but please do that because it is so good for your mental health to find something productive, rekindle other friendships, get involved, get active, find something to distract you from that broken heart because we've all been yeah. there and you don't want to sit and think about the broken heart part. And if you're not yeah. at the broken up part, if, if you're not there and you're in a happy relationship, but you notice that it's just you and your world, which means your world is your partner in that sense. Mm. Make the effort to reach out to your friends again because you never know. Yep. And regardless of it, it should be a relationship. The beauty of it should be where you're two individuals in one in a relationship, but you're each one person and you work towards common goals. But remember that you are an individual and it helps. It helps with, with things to talk about, just new experiences to maintain friendships and to be able to have that alone time with your partner, because you never know, you're going to need a friend. You're going to need a friend at one point to assist you. And your friends, I mean, they're, they'll be there. If you felt that you've been putting them aside, reach out. Trust me, they'll be like, Oh, you remembered who I am. Great. Let's, let's hang out. Yes, yeah. I need a friend. Now that we're mentioning just friendships, we can easily put them to the, on the wayside and just put them for mm -hmm. later. It's my friend. They understand. Shelf them. Um, we shelf our shelf friends. Shelf them. Yes. We put them on the shelf. Thank you. Shelf our friends. And there's times when, when we think that they are like, oh, well, that friend is friend with this friend. So I don't really, you know, they're okay. They're taken care of. I don't need to reach out. I had this experience with one of my close friends. She went through a really difficult situation. 
I assumed that our other friend was there. So I would reach out, but not as much as I felt I could have. Mind mm-hmm. you, she was there for me when I was going through my whole pregnancy thing. When I'm like, hey, I need a friend. She was there for me. But throughout that time, I got really busy with my last part of work before I left on pregnancy leave, on maternity leave. And I just got busy, had my baby. And then I never got, I never got around to really checking in with her. And when I finally did, it's funny because she was, she had, she told me, she's like, you know what? I'm glad you reached out because mm-hmm. I was about to break up with you in that. Oh, time. Wow. <laughs> she's in. She's like, I'm going to be totally honest. And she was like, I just expected more from you as my friend. Wow. You didn't reach out. You didn't do this. That's why I say you have to sometimes also look at yourself. If you're not, if your friends aren't doing things and they're meeting, not meeting you halfway, it's probably because you're not meeting them halfway. You have to give as much as you put in or you get as much as you put in, right? You get something yeah. out as much as you put in. So it's in, with friendships, it, that's okay. So I'm like, it really opened my eyes and my, I just felt terrible. I'm like, I am so sorry. Please help me understand what I did. And she was like, you just assumed. You assumed that I did not need you. You assumed that I did not need your friendship, wow. your guidance, wow. your energy, your spirit during this difficult time. And you assumed someone else was there to replace you. Wow. And I didn't appreciate that. And it really opened my eyes. And after that, I was like, I need to be a little bit more aware and check in with my friends in that, in that sense, especially if it's a close friend, a good friend that's been there, that person that you count on and has your back and to just assume that they don't need you is is pretty wrong kudos to that friend who was so responsible to tell you that right. i want to say kudos to that friend she could have rushed you know she could have brushed that under the rug and been like vettel's back we're good i don't need to bring it up but that she was very much a good friend vettel and told you how to make her feel so that you can assess wow maybe i wasn't there for her how can i do better mm-hmm. for her better for someone in the future i think that's such mm-hmm. a great learning lesson because i have written in my notes for today just to assess relationships in that broken stage but in mm-hmm. this case you got the chance to mend a broken relationship it was mm-hmm. about to be broken you were about yeah. to be broken up with by this friend but because she was oh honest, the aftermath of that would have been terrible <laughs> right oh no i know breaking up with great friends i mean there's no need and sometimes it's just straight up lack of communication assuming all this crazy stuff that mm-hmm. happened relationships, platonic, girlfriend relationships. We are saying all this stuff in our heads. We're spinning and suddenly we're in this broken relationship phase. And we maybe don't even have to be. Maybe you don't have to be if you could just say the tough things. Kudos to that friend who said the tough things and made you a better friend for it. Vettel, you know, you got to assess and be prepared for other relationships. I think, Vettel, you have great radar when something's off with your friends and you call us out and you say, what's going on? I I see you pensativa. Something's up with you. What is it? You know, yeah. I, I appreciate that about you. ¿Qué traes, Irene? ¿Qué traes, Ceci? You know? ¿Qué traes? Yeah. ¿Qué traes? Totally. ¿Qué traes? Yeah. A ver, yeah. a ver, muchas gracias. Yeah. Cuenten, cuenten. Yeah. But, um, apparently, but apparently you left that other girl to crash and burn. Whoever. I know. <laughs> I couldn't see her. So I couldn't see her, you know, and I just didn't know. <laughs> no, that was bad. That was my bad. I learned from it. I, I'm a better friend now. Yes. I like to think. Text, yeah. her, text that girl right now that Ceci and I take her side and we blame you. Let us hear Luis and I have shared are bad breakups with each other. Like we just, better you said, you know, communicating with your current partner, that's key. Ooh. Like, well, my husband and I have had, we tell each other that this is the best relationship we've ever had. Like we told that to each other before we even got engaged. Uh, we talked about uh, these bad breakups that we had. And I like the way Luis put it. He said, bad breakups are an opportunity for sinking or rebirthing. Like I, I love wow. the way he said it. And, um, I'm just, I'm going to share like a very personal, like breakup. I don't even know if you guys know, but before my husband, the guy that I was dating, 
Dun, dun, was, dun. Yeah, the guy that I was dating is the guy that I had dated before law school and that during my first year of law school. And it, so it was long distance. So this person decides to break up with me two weeks before my final exams in law school. Oh, guacatela. right? So uh, he knew that the final exam counted for my entire grade for each class. He knew this. And get this. He emailed me. Like, he didn't even call me. He emailed me. What a coward. Of the earth. Please email him this podcast. Oh, my goodness. I laugh now. I laugh now. But at that point, I felt like I was sinking because I couldn't concentrate in classes. I think I was, like, in bed, like, I don't know, like two full of course days. You were. Yeah, like crying my little eyes, like how am I gonna pass these classes? Not even, not not even like having, you know, the energy to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. And I finally, I think, yeah, I was talking to Lisa because I told her the whole story, and and that was my shoulder to cry on. Funny enough, so, she went through a really bad breakup during law school. Gosh, law school was hard too. Law school, hard too. yeah, you. law school. It's yeah, first year. I think they call it. Some first year one L dumping, I don't know. I don't see. I didn't get dumped. I thought this person was in it for the long run. It didn't happen. But you know what? I got up and I passed those classes. That summer I started working out. I just, right. you know, I, I didn't sink. All right. Like I sank two days and then I got up and I was like, okay, well, it wasn't meant rebirth. to be. Rebirth. I think you were rebirth. rebirth. Yeah. I, I thought it was. And. I gave it my all, all in, in law school the following year. Like I did better and, you know, I did all that. But I think romantically I was still stuck there just thinking that perhaps there was another chance. And that's how my heart felt. Oh, you're saying um, that that's just a but, nice person because you were still so willing. Yes, you know? I was still willing. I was still willing. Uh, and just waiting and like that, okay, well, maybe because of the distance and because we were at different stages, but maybe once I head back, something is going to happen. But when I came back, luckily I met my husband and like the moment I met him, like the moment I met him, I only had eyes for him. So mm. something happened. I'm stuck romantically here with this person thinking like, even though he freaking broke up with me, broke but now. Yeah, he now could still be I the one. Him, but you know what? Now if I saw him, I would say, you know what? Thank you. Because if it weren't for you, like I wouldn't have met this wonderful man that you know that I'm yeah, that I married and I have Yes. That's moral of the story. That's the biggest moral of the story. All these bad breakups end up just setting you up for like the greatest relationships. All yeah, of those bad breakups, I right? Think so. Because I think the three yeah. of us have that in common, that the aftermath of relationships where we felt guilt, where we felt broken, where we felt sadness, all of us sort of had to pick ourselves up after that. And ultimately, there was a greater man at the other side of that that really was worthy of us because I'm really happy, Sissy, that you didn't end up with that guy. I'm mm-hmm. 100% yes, a so am I. certain <laughs> that wasn't meant for you. Somebody who would freaking send you an email is not worthy of you, not in the You're least. Right. And if he would have come back and you wouldn't have met Luis, Maybe you would have forgiven that, but that is really not the kind of man that you deserve to end up in this life with. And same with you, Vettel. I know how much you love your ex, but he cheated and good riddance because he was not the one for you. 
the man mm-hmm. that you're with now is the one for you. It is so very clear. <laughs> so all of us had to be in that aftermath. So ladies, if you're in it right now and you're crying, listening to this, thinking you like, they don't understand. We understand. <laughs> we understand completely. There. We've cried with each other. We've been sad. We've felt doubt. If you're the one that broke up with someone and you're unsure, you're the one that was broken up with and you're unsure, it's completely normal. And truthfully, there is growth on the other side of it. There is something yes. beautiful on the other side of it. And there's a better relationship on the other side of it, as long as you heal and don't bring your baggage and that you're open. So thank goodness Ceci was open and that was open yes, and I was open I was to open. the next relationship. And you, and you know, that's so true. Like they always, you know how you always hear like, oh, you're going to meet the one when you least expected. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I hate mm-hmm. when people would tell me that. Uh, but it's so true. Like it, ha- it's like, so true. it happened. I, yeah. It's so true. So my husband, y'all know, I've known him for 25 years because Jesus I knew him in Christ. high school. I didn't yeah. know he was going to be my husband. But I remember maybe our senior year, we were all hanging out with mutual friends. And he says to our friends, guys, imagine, imagine if right now, imagine like right now, if you already know the person you're going to marry. And all of us are like <laughs> looking at each other, like laughing, like, yeah, right. Like, huh, what's he talking about? <laughs> but literally, we already knew the person we were going to marry. Yeah. Deep down, I did yeah. have a little crush on him in high school, but I was taken. Yeah. But anyway. What if you know the person you're going to marry right now? Yeah. Ladies? Just don't be wallowing in sadness with your head down and you don't look up to find them. Or the you know woman what's funny? that's right there to marry you. Exactly. I read the statistics somewhere, but they say that we've met the partner or the person mm-hmm. we're going to marry by the time we're 21, 23. Wow. So at mm-hmm. that age, you meet them. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're dating them or anything like that, but you will meet them around that age. And then who knows what happens down the line? You end up getting married, right? But they mm-hmm. say, you know, at this point, like, by that point of your life, you've met so many people already. But at this at this age, you'll meet, you more than likely meet the person mm-hmm. you'll marry. So you kind of know them already. I was, man, I was, I mean, I'm not married yet, but I was. Same with you, right? <laughs> you knew him. You knew your man. I knew him. him. Oh, okay. I, yes. well, I, I so, did. You're a special case. Your That's Prince great. Charming te llegó más tarde. Ceci, te llegó más tarde. Me llegó más tarde. Él te, él te conoce los 21, 23 ahí. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, yeah. relationships are so hard, but don't let these tough times get in the way of your life, ladies. I'm so impressed by you, Ceci, because you managed to pull off that test. You managed to pick yourself up. You managed to keep going with all your goals. I'm so proud of you. I, I had to keep, keep the checklist going. Yes. <laughs> oh, you did. You did, so, girl. I'm, I'm not letting so, this email get in my way. Oh my gosh. <laughs> bye. Email. Boy, bye. Oh my gosh, that's such a coward. When you go through those decisions in life, sit with them and really Ceci you you were said you you laid in bed for two days and it was just so much you were processing you know we all process yeah. different sit with that decision if you're the one who decides to break up sit with that decision decision really know that you made the decision because you've actually put in the thought you've made your you've put together your pie chart mm-hmm. what are your pros and cons about you this relationship or just gut yeah you listen to your gut and you're like okay i'm gonna sit with this decision and sit with it and if you feel days later or a couple of months later down the line like i made i made a terrible mistake then you know you can go back and be like okay what will make this relationship better though because i obviously ended up for a reason so you go through it and you understand and you process and then maybe you go back a lot of times you sit with your decision and you realize that the other person moves on without you Mm -hmm. oh okay maybe we really weren't for one another and and sometimes you never know down the line years later you end up being getting back together and sometimes you're just goodbye and it's okay yes, but just okay. sit with it and really process it don't take things back like oh i'm sorry i was just really upset and i said this it's the mm-hmm. same thing like you know what just mm-hmm. instead of 
get, getting out and lashing out, just really sit with things and, and, and process them. That will help you. That will help guide you and put things into perspective when you slow down and it's not in the moment where you feel the most pain or in the moments when you're the most upset. And if someone broke up with you, process that. Don't just immediately run back and, and ask, take me back. Sometimes we beg. We've, we've been there. We do. You know, we, we don't want to feel we that know? nasty pain. No. You don't want to feel the pain of the aftermath. I remember once with my ex-boyfriend in high school, I was being a brat, but I broke up with him and then I immediately regretted it. So then I was like begging him <laughs> to get back with me. And he was probably like, this girl, I kind of like being broken up. And he wasn't budging. <laughs> and I, I was always getting what I wanted anyway. But I remember being so sad, y'all. I was driving down the street. I yeah. remember I drove from Inglewood from my house to the post office. And my mama's like, beat up Cadillac. And like the <laughs> Sarah, McGl- the Sarah McLaughlin song, Angel came oh, on. No. And that was that sad song with the puppies. And I'm like with crying. The and I'm crying. Uh, and I don't even remember how I drove from the house to the post office. I got to the post office and I was like, I drove here. I don't even remember the drive. How oh my God. Yeah. Super dramatic, Sissy. When you're in the fog of the breakup, when you're in the fog of the breakup, it's like, in the arms of it. Yes, girl. Yeah, that's <laughs> Wait, the is, First of all, I ducked the guy. Why was I so depressed? And then he didn't want to get back with me. Moated. I got moated. Hashtag moated. Yeah. And eventually he got back with me. And then he gets back with me. And then I cheat on him. I'm like, what the hell am I thinking? So I was not prepared, Beto. I was not assessing yeah. I was making terrible decisions. Yeah. Granted, no. I was 17, 18 years old. You just what? reminded me. <laughs> like, what? I had, one, I had one boyfriend in high school. And maybe uh-huh. it was payback. The email, maybe it was payback. But my boyfriend in high school, I broke up with him and when I was I was 15. Freaking wrote him a letter, and I walked by, and I stuck it in his little pocket. I love how you're still laughing about it. You're laughing about it right now. Look at you. You have a big old smile on your face. See, it was it was karma and and technology advancement. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Oh my god, now it just it all makes sense. You guys. We are terrible. We've been broken up with. We've broken up with. We've done letters. We've done emails. But at least we're not dating right now where people block each other's phone number, stop oh, texting each other, break or up. Or you get ghosted. Oh, tragic. Ghosted. I know. Tragic. Tragic. I couldn't tragic, date. Tragic. I'm sorry. I'm a terrible dater. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. I don't mm-hmm. want to. I don't want to do no, it. Um. I don't want to do it. No. Most people no, like no, us no. that are married right now are like, hell no, we ain't doing that again. Uh-uh, <laughs> hell no. I'm staying single for life. Single for life is going to work out. I can't believe you, Ceci, putting the note in his pocket. I know. Just kidding. Evil. <laughs> Evil. No, I don't know what that was, but you were 15. Yeah, I was 15. I didn't know what I was doing. But I think overall, our takeaway points today are great. They don't, what I learned from you is we learn from the past. You know, we don't learn from those past relationships. As we get older and we have more mature relationships, we we tend to have better communication from both sides. Mm-hmm. Irene, I think you said it best. Don't sacrifice yourself to please others like you felt you were doing. Mm-hmm. My end, you might be sinking, but do it for a day, do it for two, but then get up. Get up, dust yourself, get up. and rebirth. That is right. Mm-hmm. Become better at the aftermath. Become stronger. Do not wallow for too long. No. Assess, assess, assess. 
Yes. I feel like we're in the breakup stage right now at the end of this conversation. I know. It does feel like it a little bit. <laughs> we had it's to like, rehash all those emotions and those feelings. Yeah. Man. My, hair looks, day. My, yeah. my hair looks like it wants to break up with me right now. Okay. Good. My hair's been tingles. broken up with me. <laughs> we learned so yeah, much from did. each other today. Don't forget to find us online at Level Up Latina on Facebook and Instagram. Definitely share our good vibes all over your social media accounts. Our followers continue to rise, and we're so grateful for those of you who have been Thank sharing you, our ladies. page yeah. and sharing our quotes. It means a lot to us. That just means that the message of Level Up Latina, which is a positive message for all women, is being shared even more broadly so thank you for sharing online again you can find us at level up latina on instagram and facebook and if you want to email us keep the conversation going any email that you want to send with anything on your mind especially regarding our services and our coaching to really help you through the tough times relationships included please email us at admin at leveluplatina.com we look forward to hearing from you and that's it. That's how you can find us. And before we go, ladies and gents, we'll remind you that we have our Level of Latina launch party September, Saturday, September 28th at Candela La Brea. And we will have drinks, appetizers, and an awesome raffle. So if you get our free for that night or just want to do something before, or pre-game it, let's say you want to use us as a pre-game before you go out, <laughs> stop by our lunch party, have a drink, network, mingle, and let us learn about you and learn about us. And you can get your ticket at eventbrite.com or you can go directly to the Level of Latina website, which is leveloflatina.com and purchase your ticket through there as well. Can't wait to see you at the lunch party. Yeah, ladies. So hopefully you guys can make it out. Mm. We'll be looking forward to seeing you all. Thanks for the love, ladies. Thanks for the love. Don't forget to love a lot. Ciao, ciao.